This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you that have tuned in to watch today. We may have those watching for the first time today. May I welcome you to our telecast. Today I want to talk about five things to do. We're going to look at two passages of Scripture from the New Testament that give us those five things, things that will make life more livable for us if we will follow those five things we can do. Now today on our telecast, we are offering the free Bible correspondence course, and I want to emphasize that it is free and that you might know how to receive this Bible course. Let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I'm going to be reading from 1 Corinthians, and we're going to be reading in the 16th chapter of 1 Corinthians. The church at Corinth has so many problems in it, and and this letter was written to help correct those problems. But now we've come to the last chapter. And I'm reading now verse 13 and 14. Watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong, let all that you do be done with love. The the Corinthians needed this exhortation. You, You see, they were leaning toward false security. That they were putting their reliance upon gifts and teachers, preachers. So Paul says, watch, that they were beginning to waver in the gospel. So Paul says, stand fast in the faith. They were beginning to show some signs of immaturity. So he says, be brave or Quit ye like men, as we read in the, in the King James Version. They, they were being weakened by false doctrine. So he says, be strong. And the Corinthian church was known for its jealousy and strife. So he says to them, let all that you do be done in love. But those five things outline the conduct for a Christian. 
Notice the very first of those five things. Paul says, watch. The, the associations of war and battle breathe in every word of this exhortation. Just like an army might be gathering in the distance, half hidden behind the brow of the hill or beneath the shadow of the forest, and it's doubtful at what moment the storm is going to break, the warning comes and there's a call for vigilance. Watch. Watch. You see, watching implies a caring for souls. In Ephesians, the fifth chapter, in verse 15, Paul says, See that you walk circumspectly. Not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time for the days are evil. Watch. What is it that we need to watch? Well, I want to suggest two or three things that I believe we ought to be watching. We should watch our thoughts. See, God knows every thought that we have. Thou understandest my thought afar off, Psalms 139 in verse 2. In Philippians, the fourth chapter, and in verse number 8, Paul gives a list of things that we need to have in our thoughts. He says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. You see, we need to be thinking good thoughts. We need to watch our thoughts. We also need to watch our affections. In Proverbs, the fourth chapter, in verse 23, Solomon's exhortation is this, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. We need to watch our affections. Paul wrote in Colossians chapter 3, If you then be risen with Christ, seek, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above and not on things on the earth. But we also need to watch our words. In Psalms 39 verse 1 is a good prayer for all people to pray. I will take heed that I sin not with my tongue. And we need to watch our words. In James, the third chapter, James says, My brethren, be not many teachers, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For if any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to, to, to bridle the whole body. You, you see, the tongue is a powerful thing, and words are powerful. Proverbs 18, 21 says, There's a power of life and death in the tongue. 
We need to watch our words. And we need to watch our actions. Why do we do what we do? You see, everything that we do should be for one reason and one purpose only. And that's to glorify God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31, Paul wrote to this Corinthian church and said, whether you eat or whether you drink, whatever you do, he said, do all of it to the glory of God. So we need to watch our actions. Let us be certain that we're doing things that will bring honor and glory to God. But now what must we watch against? Now the exhortation is just watch. He just says watch. So what are we watching against? Well, we need to watch ourselves. In James 1.22, James says, Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. You see, the heart of man is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Jer Jeremiah 17 and 9. Our hearts can deceive us. Thus, we need to watch ourselves. We need to watch for Satan. 1 Peter 5 and 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. He wants you, he wants me, he wants every soul. In Luke, the 22nd chapter, Jesus is addressing Simon Peter. And he said, Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired to have thee that he may sift thee as wheat, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. When thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. But he didn't watch like he should have, and he denied Jesus three times. So we not only need to watch ourselves, we need to watch for the devil. We need to be on guard and watch for the world. Where we, We've heard this verse so many times that I fear that we may have become hardened to it. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You cannot love the world system and have love for God in your heart at the same time. There's just not room. Thus, we need to watch the world. I'm not to be conformed to it, Romans 12, 1 and 2. But I'm to be transformed by the renewing of my mind, and that's by conforming my life to the will of God and conforming to God's way and not to the way of the world. I need to watch men. Oh, sometimes men can lead us astray. That's why Solomon gives this uh, advice to young people in Proverbs chapter 1 in verse 10. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. We hear a lot today about following the crowd, peer pressure and the like. And people are swayed by peer pressure young and old alike. And thus we need to watch for people, to watch men. Why, in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 15, Jesus said that to beware of false prophets that come to you in sheep's clothing, but, but inwardly they're ravening wolves. And they're, uh, a, a ravening wolf can come in various shapes, forms, and fashions. 
we need to be watchful of all men at all times and under all circumstances. But for what should we be watching? The exhortation to this church that was going through such a difficult time was to watch. Well, we need to watch for opportunities to do good. And there are so many opportunities today for us to do good to other people. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10 says, As we therefore have opportunity, let, let us do good unto all men, especially unto those who are the household of faith. So I need to watch for opportunities to do good to all people. And of course, I need to watch for the coming of death and I ought to be prepared for it. It's coming, for it is appointed unto a man wants to die, and after this comes the judgment. My days on this earth are numbered. That is, in the sense that they are few. Man that is born of woman is of few days and is full of trouble. Job chapter 14, verse 1. I believe we ought to be watching for the coming of Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 25 and verse 13, Jesus said, Watch ye therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. We have no way of knowing when Jesus is coming, and thus we need to watch for His return. And we watch for His return by staying prepared for His return and trying to be ready when the Lord returns one day. And it's when people think that everything is going well, that all is okay, that's when they're going to be surprised. Because the day of the Lord will indeed come like a thief in the night. As Paul explained over in the Thessalonian letter, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 2 and 3, when, when they shall say, peace and safety, then swift destruction comes upon them. And so we need to heed the exhortation here in 1 Corinthians 16 to watch, but when must we watch? When, is, when, when do I need to do this? I need to watch in times of prosperity. And that's one of the most dangerous things for people. And that is becoming so prosperous because that there is the tendency that we may be lifted up with pride in the midst of our prosperity and forget to follow the leadership of God. I have, I have observed people who become quite wealthy and there isn't a sin in being wealthy. Sometimes we use the expression, they are filthy rich. I'm not sure what that really means. But I have seen people who were very wealthy and they become exalted with pride and they feel as though they can manage everything even without God. But you know, Jeremiah said, O oh Lord, the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. No, no. We, we need to watch when we're prosperous, that we not be proud. I charge them that are rich, that they not be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who, who giveth us all things richly to enjoy. First Timothy 6 
and verse 17. We, we need to watch and not trust in riches. Going back to the passage there in 1 Timothy 6, 17, he says, nor trust in uncertain riches. Riches are uncertain. They can be here today and they can be gone tomorrow. The person who's riding the, the crest of success today can be down in the valley tomorrow. And so we need to watch in time of prosperity that we put our trust in God and not in the material blessings that we have. And we also need to watch in time of prosperity and not abuse it. We need to also watch in time of adversity. I, I can't think of a time that we need to really be on guard, really to be watchful, than when we are in adversity. I'm speaking to some right now who are in adverse circumstances. It may be because of your health that you are going through a difficult time. You may be going through a difficult time because of your finances. You may be going through a difficult time because of family uh, matters. There are many things that cause us to go through adversity in life. And that's just part of life. Sometimes people are not very watchful and they become overwhelmed with the adversity of, uh, that is around them. You know, Solomon said, if you faint in the day of adversity, well, then your strength is small. And we don't want to faint in the day of adversity. But you say, well, Brother Lambert, what are you going to do? I'm trying to be watchful. I'm trying to be on guard. I'm trying to watch everything. What do I do? Well, Psalms chapter 55 and verse 22 is good advice for that. Cast your burden on the Lord and He will sustain you. So we need to watch in time of adversity and cast our burdens on the one who will help us with those burdens. We need to watch at all times. The reason some are engulfed in the ways of sin in their lives is because they've let down their guard and they have not been watchful. The reason that someone may have become involved in what is sometimes referred to as an affair, that's just a nice way of saying that they have become a, uh, got into a sinful relationship. That's what it really is. But the reason they, they got involved in a sinful relationship with someone other than their spouse is because they were not watchful. They were not on guard. That there's never a time that we can let down our guard because just as soon as you let down your guard, the old devil is going to step in. And that's why Paul told Timothy, this young preacher in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 5, to watch in all things, to always be watchful. Whatever you're doing, you need to be watchful. So Paul, in writing to this Corinthian church, said, watch. Well, now, why should we watch? Well, the way, reason we need to watch is because there are so many enemies that are watching against you. Let me read 1 Peter 5 and verse 8 again. Be sober. That means be alert, be on guard, be sober, be vigilant. That means be wide awake, be watching. For your adversary, your enemy, the devil, 
as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Well, we need to watch because we have so many that are watching against us. And everywhere you go and every place you turn, the devil is there watching against you. So we need to be on guard. We need to watch unless we fall into sin. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 12, there the Bible says, reads like this, Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Someone says, I, I would never fall as a Christian. Why, Brother Lambert, you know I'm so strong, I'd never fall. You just better be watching it. You better watch because you may fall into sin. It happens to all people. It happens to preachers. It happens to leaders in the church. It happens to all people, old people, young people, middle-aged people. You see, we need to watch lest we fall into sin. But verse 13 reads, There is no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. So we need to watch lest we fall into sin. You know, some, some of you are, are new Christians. You've been watching getting to know your Bible now for a long time, and you took the Bible course and you were baptized into Christ. And there are literally hundreds of people who have done that over the last number of years. And that's a thrill to my heart. But I want to tell you something, and I want you to listen carefully. Whatever was your weakness before you became a Christian will be your weakness after you become a Christian. And that's going to be a point and a place that you're going to have to be very watchful. If you were prone to use bad language before you became a Christian, then there's going to be that tendency to do that same thing after you become a Christian. That's the reason you need to watch. You need to watch. Be careful. Be cautious. Because you may fall into sin. You see, we, we need to watch because the more we watch over ourselves, the more God is going to watch over us. You see, God is our watchman. L listen to this passage from Psalms 121 in verse 1. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. You see, we need to watch over ourselves. And the more we watch over us, the more God's going to watch over us. We draw near to God, and He's going to draw near to us, James 4, 7, and 8. But, but another reason I want to suggest that we need to watch is because we just have a short time to do it. Watch and pray. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Matthew 26. But our eternity depends upon our being watchful. Now, all people are not watchful. I'm aware of that. 
But our eternity depends upon our being on guard at all times and being watchful. Listen to Jesus again in Matthew 25 and verse 13. Watch ye therefore, for you not, know not what hour your Lord doth come. Are you watching and are you ready for your eternity? You see, we do not know when our Lord may come. Hence, we need to be watchful. Watching and waiting and ready for our Lord to return someday. In order that I might be ready, I need to give my life to Christ. I do that by following His will. And I do that not out of compulsion, but I do that out of love. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments, John 14, verse 15. So when I love Jesus, I'm going to do what Jesus tells me to do. And in order that I might be ready and be in a state of preparation when Jesus comes back, not only out of love do I want to obey him, I want to know what Jesus would have me to do to be saved. And Jesus has explained that in the Bible. Why we're to be born again. In John the third chapter, Jesus said, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. So I must be born anew to go to heaven one day. In John 3, 7, Jesus said, You must be born again. So I ask, have you been born of water and the Spirit? Someone says, what does that mean? Jesus explains it. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Would you do that today? Believe on Jesus, repent of your sins, confess your faith in Him, be baptized into Christ, live for Him every day, watching, waiting for Jesus to come. I want to thank you for watching today. And in the closing moments, may I give you a personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. And also right now, pick up the telephone and call for the free Bible course. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you is my prayer. I feel like my professors care not only about my progress in their classes, but also me as a person. Having teachers that will pray for me is incredible. Providing a Christ-centered education is the heart of everything we do at Fulton University. From the classroom to the sports fields, we emphasize integrity of character and a godly attitude in all phases of life. Visit our website today to see what Faulkner has for you. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, 
Summerdale, Alabama, 36580 or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible. <laughs>